1: A Faith on Fire. Thank you for joining us for another edition. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God.
0: And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries.
1: The last few days we have been looking at Isaiah chapter 40 beginning at verse 29, but you know what? i want to go back and look at verse 28 today, Vince. It says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. And it's from there that he goes on to talk about that if we renew our hope in him, he will renew our strength. And we were talking before we came on the air about the whole idea that as God is everlasting, he is is the creator, as he will never grow tired or weary. When we're hooked into him, we have those same things. We don't need to grow weary in our spirit. We don't have to worry about... Feeling like, oh, the best days of my life are behind me. Oh, woe is me. What am I going to do? But that we can have our spirit renewed also.
0: Well, it's about relationship and and association. You know, every seed reproduces after its own kind. It tells us that in Genesis. So it's just like when we get married to our our wives, our spouses, our fiancés, or our our fiancés. Once we become married... We're, we're joint heirs together. It's not 50 50. It's 100 and 100. we got one spirit. Yeah, we're one spirit. So that's what God's saying. The scripture says we're married to God through Jesus. We're married together. We're, we're in the family now. So that's why it says in Romans, we're joint heirs. We're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. That means everything he has, we have. So if this is what we just read, because this is what we read, he says this is who he is. So this is what we have once we get born again, redeemed, reconciled, restored back to God. And again, it's all about believing the word. We just read earlier, every word of God is pure. So God wants us to put faith in his word. If He Say says that again. This, I
1: think, you know.
0: Every word of God is pure. You you just know, messing with me. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> no, seriously. Sometimes we forget that. Every word of God is pure.
0: And he wants us to trust and have faith in his word. God and his word are like wet and water. You can't separate wet from water. You get water, you're going to get, you get in water, you just mentioned a baptism. You mention water, you're going to get wet. They come together. So when you get God, you get his word. And he wants us to place faith in his word. And if he says, what does he say right there, that latter part? He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. That's what he does. He does that. As we feed on God's word, faith comes, and it increases your strength. So, Let cause the
1: weak say, I am strong.
0: You got to say, and God told you to say that. So just do what he said, and you'll get what he said you'll have. You'll get the results of that. And, again, that's what helps ignite your faith on fire, just trust in what God says. If he says you'll mount up with wings like eagles, that means you're going to soar above whatever circumstance that's going to come your way See, I'm, I'm we're constantly overcomers.
1: reminded of the scripture where paul writes to timothy and he says that people have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof and we forget mm-hmm. what it is that god wants us to have he wants us to have peace and joy and love and all of those things he wants us to have strength and courage and he also wants us to soar as on eagles wings the the Christian life is not about doom and gloom. The Christian life is not about, oh, I'm going to tie another knot in my rope and hang on till Jesus comes back. He wants us to have life in it more abundantly. He wants just us of to that. have I was getting joy. ready to say that. <laughs> he wants us to have all those right, things. Right, right, and, right. and we have a form of godliness. You know, we go to church and we carry our Bible and we look the part, but we forget The power thereof, we forget that he really wants to give us power, that he wants us to live a joyful life, that he wants to give us life and it more abundantly, that the best days of our life can still be ahead of us.
0: Well, we can't ever forget who we are, who God says we are, and what he says we have, what he says we can do. And again, I can't get back from, I can't deviate from the word. He tells you this in his word, and he wants us to believe his word, receive it, meditate on it. A lot of people, like you say, they always talking that doom and gloom Christians. And you, they'll say, yeah, I, I know what the Bible says, but. Well, there ain't no buts. Watch out for those buts. Those buts will get you in trouble. The big but, Yeah, I the big but. <laughs> I know what the God says. But no, you have, and here's what I found. A lot of people know what the word of God says, but they don't have any understanding of what the word, what that means. Or I mean revelation, or they don't have faith in what God right. says. Right? Mean, they know they what, know he what said. it says. They
1: know what it says. They just don't really want to believe it, or don't well, really. And, believe it.
0: And that's what it means: don't have faith in it. And you gotta, you gotta put faith in what God says. You have to put confidence, reliance in what He says, and let that be the only option. God's word is the only option. There you know plan B. <laughs> but what <if> the, but, <laughs> Ain't but, no plan but, B, Moses. <laughs> but,
1: but, but what if this happens? Or but what if that well, happens? Or what if the world says this? Or what if my wife says this? Or my husband says this?
0: What if the word of God manifests in your life? And, and here's the thing about God. He says, prove me. He likes to, he likes to perform his word. He, the scripture says, with miracles, signs, and wonders. That's what God does. That's who he is. So as you actually put faith in it, keep on thinking about Moses at the end of their exodus coming out of Egypt. God leads them into an impossible situation, the Red Sea. And he and Moses said, this is it. And you know the people started complaining. Well, there's not enough graves in Egypt. You had to lead us out here. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to Moses and say, take that what is in your hand, that staff, and, and, and poke it in the ground. And Moses Acted on what was told, and when he did it, that sea parted to dry land, <laughs> and they walked across the Red Sea. Now I don't know how long it took them to walk across, but that was that wasn't three all people. Right. That wasn't three yeah, all night. That was that was millions of people. God, and that's what God does. And we have to always remember, bring to our remembrance the miraculous works of God's hands. He says, "Remember, you got to always." Even when the children of Israel came into the promised land, remember, they set those stones up. Was it 12? And he told them to do that for for a reason, to remember right. how you were brought out. And then they had to, I always told their kids, God did this, God did this. That's what we have to do as believers. We have to remember where we came out of, and we have to remember, remember the word of God. Those stories, those aren't cute little fables. That's how God intervened. With his people in their lives, and that's for us. If I look at Joseph's story, I can put faith in God for my situation like that. Because Christians do get incarcerated. Bad things happen to good people, but it's in those bad times. What are you going to put faith in? The situation, the fact, or you're going to. Hold fast to the Word of God.
1: Well, you know, I I love it that you were talking about there the the Israelites there leaving Egypt because what happens there is we read those accounts we say man look at all the things that God did look at all those plagues that hit Egypt look at how God brought them out of Egypt not only did he bring them out of Egypt but they plundered the Egyptians the Egyptians didn't just say get out they said here take all our stuff on your way Favorite. and so so they they plunder the Egyptians they're they're on their way out and then the first chance they get they're like, oh, woe is me. And then they get through the Red Sea. And then later on, oh, we're going to die because of this. And oh, we're going to die because of that. And we look at that as Christians today and we say, man, I can't. I don't see how they could do that because they see all these things that God's done. How could they turn their back on him? How could they not believe him and yet look at our own lives? Because God brings us through. How many things in your life, my life, everybody's life, how many things has God brought us through? And then the next tribulation hits and we think, oh, well, you know, maybe he brought me through 10,000 things, but this one's bigger. Well, this one's worse. This is, this is it.
0: That's why the scriptures tells us that the just shall live by faith. That means constant reliance on God. Regardless, because next year, there's going to be another trial. Might I, be tomorrow. Yeah, I heard it said in life, you're, you're always heading towards a storm, or you're in a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. That's the life cycle. <laughs> right. You're heading towards a storm, or you're in the midst of a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. And this is what I found Or in the midst of a battle. You have to declare victory in God or in his word while you're in the battle, in the storm. You can't whine in the storm. Cause God don't like whiners. Remember, they whined in 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 the wilderness. Oh man, that's. Oh, I, I that's always so say. Day, yeah. You know,
1: I, I hear ministers complain sometimes about their their uh, parishioners, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this is nothing new. Because I mean, just think, Moses had 2.6 million. That's the estimate of uh, the biggest whiners that ever lived. I mean, every chance they got, they were whining about
0: something. Well, we're supposed to. The scripture says, "Rejoice." Again, I say, "Rejoice." Rejoice always. Even in the bad situations, we have to rejoice in the Lord. And again, the Lord and his word are one. That's where you're going to find peace at. We read the scripture earlier, every word of God is pure. So as we meditate on his word and not meditate on the situation, because whatever you focus on, you're going to move towards that direction. Your emotions are going to move towards that direction. And
1: then Your problems just get bigger. The more you focus on them, the bigger they get. The bigger they get.
0: So the more you focus on God's word, guess what?
1: The bigger the, he gets. The bigger
0: he gets in your situation. And that's what he says. Think on these things. Meta, the scripture says he will keep those in perfect peace whose minds are fixed and focused and stayed and trusted on him. That's where our mind is supposed to be at because your mind a wonder, Your mind will play tricks on you. Well, it's it.
1: like a puppy. It wants to run here, there,
0: and everywhere. Yeah, it, it'll tell you everything. It'll, it'll make you want to believe certain things. But you have to believe the word of God that's been planted in the good ground of your heart. You have to start believing God's word. That's, again, that's what ignites your faith on fire, and that's the just living by faith. In the good times or bad times, you got to worship the Lord and believe Him and have faith and confidence in Him through all seasons. I will bless the Lord at all times. When is all times? Every day. Every day. And the latter part said, And His praises shall continually be in my mouth. His praises, that means what He said. That's what's going to be in my mouth. That's what I'm going to give voice to. That's what I'm going to vocalize. Richard, you guys know me, know my situation. I never come in here talking about problems, and we all have. (laughs) But I don't come in here exalting my problems. I come in this office exalting my God because he says he'll always cause me to triumph. He'll always give me the victory. Greater is He that's I was in me. Say, I was I'm say more that. than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Well, that's that's that gives glory to God. When you're hyping Him up, <laughs> He's like, man, that guy's got a lot of confidence in me. I got to come through. Well, well, you know, and
1: and here's what, I think is important for people to remember too is that you say praise God, and I've heard people say. Well, I can't sing, so it's hard for me to praise God because I can't sing. Or I don't know a lot of songs, so it's hard for me to praise God when I'm not at church. You can praise God without ever singing a note. Well, yeah. If I came... To the office, and I said, man, that Vince is great. That Vince is the greatest. That Vince is a number You're
0: giving one. me praises. People say, uh, man,
1: he's really singing Vince's praises, praises today, <laughs> right? And even, I never sang a word. So you don't have to sing. You don't have to be able to sing. You don't have to know any songs to praise God. You just say how great he is and his word, and you are praising God. Yeah, well, you don't have to well, say Well, Richard,
0: it. now that comes back to teaching. Again, we're a Bible teaching ministry, and I teach people because people... Everybody gets born again. They came out of the kingdom of darkness. That right. means they didn't they're just know the baby. Yeah. yeah, And they don't know the word. So us as spiritual leaders, we have to equip the saints. We have to train them because they're disciples. Disciples are students. So we got to teach them what praise every Sunday. When we, before we go into praise and worship, I teach people what praise and worship is this form for this time. We're in the building, but like you just said, the rest of my praise and worship happens Monday through Saturday.
1: What? I thought it no, no, Sunday for no, no, an said, hour, no, hour and no, a half, no, no, I thought that no. took care
0: of it all. I will bless the Lord at all, all time. time, not just on Sunday. Except when I have problems. No, his praises shall continually be in my mouth. That's always. Except when I have problems. No, 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 that's not that's always. <laughs> Especially, you really need to declare his goodness in the midst of your problems. See,
1: that's what I love about Paul. You know, he's in prison, he starts singing. Well, that's what you're supposed to do.
0: Well, that's what you're supposed to do. And and, and here's another thing we need to get. A, you just said that something hit me. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Against Again, the church is not a building. It's you. The gates of hell should not plunder you. You're supposed to plunder hell. Remember, you just said they plundered. They got all their spoils. Well, that's a vision of what we're supposed to be doing. We take from the enemy. The enemy don't take from us. Yeah, because we have the power and we have the blessing on us. A lot of people don't know about the blessing. And the scripture says God's word is blessed.
1: See, I, th- I don't think a lot of people understand what it means to be a child of God.
0: Well, that's that why we got to teach. That's why this broadcast my, right, is Right, But I mean, my <laughs> children
1: have certain rights. They have certain things that they get from me because they are my children. And they get my love. They get my protection. hmm I have two adult daughters. If they call me up and they say they need something I know you're on the, you're there. I'm you're Johnny on the spot. I'm, I'm there for them, right? But that's the way God is with us. We don't God is there for us always and I think sometimes we forget as the children of God that he is always there UK, for You can
0: you better not never forget what daddy said. He said, "You fathers being evil
1: Know how to give good gifts to
0: your children. How much will your <laughs> heavenly father give you? So, if again, your son
1: asks for bread or fish, well, are you
0: gonna give him a so ride? It's back to again, a lot of people don't teach this biblical meditation. Meditation is just pondering and thinking on God's word. Once you start meditating what God says and thinking about what He says, that transforms what you believe. Now, you're starting to believe God's word more than you believe anything else. And that's what God wants us. That's what means to gesture live by faith. That's what ignites your faith on fire. When you believe God's word more than anything else, you remember Jesus was the greatest faith man ever. Jesus had to believe that God was going to resurrect him. Cause he willingly went to the cross. Right. We know at the end he was sweating blood. And he was like, if this cup can pass for me, let it be. But then he came to his senses. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. What Jesus always said, destroy this temple, and three days later it will be raised up. He had that much confidence in the right. Father and you know he wasn't going to forsake him.
1: Right. And they looked around and said, well, it took 40 years to build the, this temple. Well, had no, had,
0: again, had no understanding that what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about this earthly temple, the body. He wasn't talking about that brick and mortar over there. And that's why I say we always mess up. We think the church is the brick and mortar. So now you have a misunderstanding of the truth because the church is you. It's not a building. Right. The Bible says, don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which dwells in you? Yeah, you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. And again, we have to teach people that. And once people get a revelation or understanding of the truth, then they're set free. Jesus said you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. And again, that's our desire about this broadcast to ignite people faced on fire and get them back to where they're supposed to be and we're going to take over this earth as we're supposed to. The whole world.
1: You know, and then you were talking, um, am I going to believe God or am I going to believe the world? Because we are bombarded every day by what the world says. And so the world says, watch out for number one. Take care of number one. If you don't watch out for number one, nobody's going to. And so we are taught from birth that we have to watch <laughs> out for ourselves and take care of ourselves. And God turns that upside down and says, esteem others ahead of yourself. Well, uh,
0: as you were saying that, watch out, it also says you got to watch out for those Democrats. Oh, watch oh, out watch for those out, Republicans, Republicans, man. They'll watch get you. Out. And Jesus is like, no, I love everybody. He says, seek ye first the. Uh, Kingdom of God.
1: Well, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we were talking yesterday off the air after the broadcast was over. If you watch MSNBC all day, you'll come to the conclusion very quickly that the world's going to come to an end. The country's in terrible state, and there's no hope for the, any of it. And it's so and so's fault. And it's the Republicans' and fault. And if you watch Fox <laughs> News, you're going to come to the same conclusion that the world's coming to an end. There's no hope for any of us. There's no hope for anything. And it's the Democrats' fault. But. The world's teaching there, no matter which one of them says to blame, what the world's teaching, there's no hope. There's no hope. God says, renew your hope in me and I will
0: renew your strength. Well, God says this, faith is the substance of things hope for.
1: But see, we even as Christians, though, and I know Christians. So there's hope. I know Christians <laughs> that will watch MSNBC all day. I know Christians that will watch Fox all every day. And that's what they're filling their mind with. And they start to believe what the world is teaching. We have got to transform our minds, be renewed by God, hey. and begin to think like God I does. I know
0: some Christians who watch Christian programming all day. I'm one of them. I listen to Christian programming. Get it? Programming. I'm being programmed. I'm being transformed by the reprogramming of my mind through the Word of God. So remember, Jesus came preaching the gospel. What's the definition of gospel?
1: The good news.
0: Yeah, that's what we need to hear some good news. All that stuff that you mentioned, that was all bad news. Right,
1: but that's, need, but, and that's what the world wants to do to us,
0: though. The but, world but, wants but, but to fill our
1: mind. But check it was this out. out.
0: We're G- in this world, but not of the world. And you have to always remember who you are. You're an ambassador for Christ. You're citizens of heaven now. You're born again. I, and
1: I have a choice to make. Am I going to listen to God? Am I going to believe God? Am I going to make my focus God and what he wants, or is it going to be the world? And... Every Christian has that choice to make every day. Unfortunately, way too many of them are making the choice of listening to what the world says. They begin their faith begins to smolder. Their faith begins to not be as great as it once was, and they need to have it reignited. They need to renew their hope in the Lord so that the strength can be renewed.
0: Yeah, have confidence in God. And I was just thinking as you were speaking about <clears throat> when I first didn't have understanding. I would read the Bible cuz we know a lot of Believers read the Bible. A lot of people read the Bible. And when I first got born again, I would read the Bible, but I didn't understand. And then I had a King James with a thee and a thou. I can't. I grew up in a hood. We didn't talk like that. So <laughs> oh, I really come didn't. Come on, well, you, I really you and didn't,
1: your buddies well, would say well, yeah, thee, yeah,
0: thee. No, but I didn't have any understanding. So I remember. I guess the Holy Spirit led me to pray. I prayed and asked God for understanding of what I was reading, what I was partaking of. And from that day forth, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him just started increasing. And I want to encourage people, ask God, and I still do that to this day, and that was thir- I got saved 13 years ago. I still do that to this day. Before I start communing with the Father through his word, I pray and ask him to show me what I need to see in your word. Because I understand that the word is living and it's powerful. So, God, show me, give me some understanding, give me some wisdom and revelation and knowledge, you as I commune with you, as I partake of your word. Remember, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. And every word is prayer. We read that today. But ask, ask God. And he'll, remember, he said, if you ask for this, will I give you that? Uh-oh. So I'm asking you for understanding. So what is he going to give me? Because I ask for something that's in line with God's will. Right. God doesn't want his children to be ignorant. He wants to have
1: understanding. He wants us to have wisdom. He wants us so to have So we have
0: to things. go to him. The scripture says we can come boldly to the throne of grace in the time of need. Well, yeah, I,
1: we're his children. We're, we can come.
0: You just said that Your children don't have a problem coming right, after you. Right, and
1: neither do yours. Right. And that's the way it should be. You know, our children come to us as a father knowing we love them, we care about them, that we have their best interests at heart, and that's how we have to come well, to God. Well, a
0: lot of believers believe they can't come to God.
1: Well, he's look he's he's sitting up there writing down our yeah, name, right. putting demerits by us. Right, right, that's
0: what they believe. And that's, that's that was a lie scraped from the pit of hell. Cuz you know the devil is he he knows the word. He's too. really
1: good at it. <laughs> yeah, he knows the word too. He's been doing it too. for a long right. time.
0: So you have to just trust God and believe God. God is good. He's good all the time and he's for you. Scripture says over in Romans, you know, if God be for us. And then he went to say all these things that can't separate us from God. I'm gonna read that real quick. That's in Romans chapter Death. eight. Romans chapter eight, real quick. Life. I got it right here, right here. Angels. What shall see? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely, ooh, freely give us all things? And then it says, I'm gonna drop down the verse. 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded and this is my declaration. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers or things present or things to come nor height nor death nor any other created thing created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So nothing can us, separate us from from uh, God. And, and that's what you got to know. Sin? Yeah,
1: not not death, not life. See, and I think it's interesting because he says not death, and we tend to think, well, maybe death could. But then he also says not life. <laughs> life can't because life sometimes life, gets in our way. Whatever
0: life throws See, your way, right, it can't separate you from the right. love of God.
1: And, and I think even for Americans, sometimes we are, have it so good. That if we're not careful, having it so good can separate us from God because we start to think, "Why do we need Him for?" Well, see, here's we the have, deal: we have God's
0: uh, desire is that nothing separates right. you. Now, you can allow this stuff right. to separate you, and He'll allow it. But well, he know, everybody's
1: happy, everybody's—I got my job, everything's working, the kids are all happy, every—you know—and so we tend to forget our need for God, and so we have to be careful that we don't even let life separate us and it can't
0: separate us only as we allow it as we allow it lord i love you and and i don't let anything separate me from him i don't care you know the scripture says the, the righteous fall seven times but they get back up that means every time i fail i must have missed the mark or something but i'm still convinced persuaded like paul just said i'm persuaded nothing can separate me from his love nothing i can do Nothing that come against me can separate me from his love. So uh, with that said, are we uh, nearing the end? Because I want to I plug uh, a good friend of ours, a book. He's donated us some books. And uh, we want to make them available to our listening audience. It's called Healing Power, Voice Activated. And we's gonna, we're going to have Drake Travis on the broadcast uh, soon, coming up. But uh, Healing Power, Voice Activated. Discover today how your words bless, heal, and restore. And the scripture said that death and life is in power of the tongue. And Jesus said, whatsoever things you say, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things that you say shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. So you can speak life or death into your life, into your situation. Remember, Jesus spoke to a fig tree, and it withered away. So we, again, since we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ, we've now been restored, redeemed, and reconciled. Now we can operate like we were originally intended, and that's what this book is all about. Healing Power, Voice Activated by Drake Travis. We want to make this book available to anybody out there who want a copy of it for a love donation to this ministry, Faith on Fire. You can call us at 894-7325 or just write us at Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927 with a love offering and we'll get this book out to you and this book will be a blessing to you. Me and Pastor Richard we're reading it right now and uh we literally we literally can't put it down. It's <laughs> it's a, it's we've, a good boy. We've been
1: talking about the book, you know, for the last couple of days.
0: And not only that the author, he's working on a sequel to The Passion of Christ. It's called The Resurrection. Go on the resurrection.com. It's a new movie, a Christian millionaire is putting it together. It's going to be the next biggest Christian movie. This guy Drake, he, he he's done a lot of big things. And again, we want to make this available to you.
1: All right. We will see you again for more Faith on Fire.
0: If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, We ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.